I first met Lance Rice last May, on the day before the 23-year-old was scheduled to move from his mother's apartment in Turner's Falls to a rehab program in New Bedford. Friends and family come in and out to say goodbye as he packs his bags and pages through newspaper clippings from the previous miserable year. That is definitely when I was at my very worst right there. Rice frowns at his unflattering mugshot, which appeared over and over in the local paper, The Montague Reporter. He was among several heroin addicts arrested during a spate of robberies that consumed this former mill town for months. He was the subject of angry community meetings, and when he got out of jail, many dirty looks. He's glad to be leaving town. I've been here for a lot of years, and I don't think after, you know, everything that's happened that I have a real good chance out here. But before he moves to rehab, a condition of his probation, he's trying to make amends. He's about to meet Nina Rossi, an artist and shopkeeper in town. I'm definitely nervous. I feel like um, I owe her a huge apology. Rice has never laid eyes on Rossi, but he's been in her house. He was caught with pills he stole from her bathroom and an iPod from her desk. After the police returned her iPod, Rossi found a photo on it that Rice had taken of himself. At first it creeped me out finding that. But Rossi, a 54-year-old mother of two, kept looking at Rice's vacant expression and heavy-lidded eyes. Like a lost, a lost soul. Rossi is a recovering alcoholic herself. She took a day off work to attend Rice's hearing and sat in the Greenfield courthouse as police led him through a crowd of angry spectators. I saw Lance go by in shackles and orange, and I just, I just burst into tears. This beautiful young man could be my young, young man. Shackles, he's an addict, you know, he's just not, he's not a criminal. Lance Rice says he first discovered drugs as a 15-year-old trying to escape the stress of a violent home. Like many addicts, he started with prescription opiates like Percocet and OxyContin. I was spending up to two or $300 a day. They, it just wasn't doing it anymore. I wanted something cheaper. I wanted something to get me higher. And a friend introduced um, me to a bag of heroin. At first, he functioned well on heroin. He finished high school, managed a restaurant. But the more he used, the less anything else seemed to matter. When he got fired from his job, he started dealing, bringing heroin up from Holyoke along what police call the I-91 drug corridor. The profits weren't enough to support his habit, so he and a friend started stealing from businesses and homes. I think we must have just been very desperate and really sick. And when you're in that that state of mind, you come up with the quickest way that you can feel better. He only stopped using when he got arrested. After a 60-day sentence, Rice wrote an essay for the Montague Reporter describing the hell of addiction and asking the community for a second chance. Nina Rossi read it. Uh, That convinced me that my instinct was right about him, that there was something worth saving there. She got Rice's email address from the editor and asked him to stop by her Turner's Falls art shop, Nina's Nook, before leaving for rehab. Turns out her shop is around the corner from his mother's apartment. So under the late day sun, his suitcase half-packed, Rice lights a cigarette and ambles down the block. You know, it's a little nerve-wracking. It's like an intense feeling to face her. He pokes his head inside her shop. She wants to talk in private, so he goes in alone. 
A lot has happened to both Lance Rice and Nina Rossi since that day last May. Everything always ends up at the kitchen table. They've invited me for tea at Rossi's house, where Rice comes a few nights a week for a home-cooked meal. Last night we had, what was it, steak and a fruit salad, and I don't know what the other thing was. Oh, that was uh, fried potatoes with some kale and Brussels sprouts. It was wicked good. After that first emotional meeting at her store, Rossi gave him a hug and a heart-painted pebble for good luck. Rice promised to write from rehab. Today, Rossi pulls out a stack of his letters, all of them decorated with colored pencil. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. When he wrote to Nina from his first program in New Bedford, he was feeling good and taking prescribed antidepressants. But after the first 90 days, he was transferred to a long-term recovery house, and things fell apart. He says the staff belittled him for taking any medication. I was only there for about three hours, and I ran and hitchhiked back home. I didn't feel welcome. Back in Turner's Falls, Rice turned himself in. He was promptly sent back to jail for 30 days for violating probation. Rice's public defender couldn't find him another rehab slot, so he ended up in a special drug court program. He lives at home, but has to attend therapy and AA meetings, submit to random drug tests, and appear weekly before the judge. Yet his sobriety still feels fragile. Even after 10 months of having nothing and being clean, I was still having, like, terrifying cravings for heroin. Unbearable. I was really feeling, like, you know, ready to go get high, and I don't want to do that. He got a prescription for Suboxone a drug that binds to the brain's opioid receptors. He says that's helped fend off the cravings. But what's helping even more is his friendship with Nina Rossi. I'm so grateful there's people like Nina out there because the normal person would, you know, automatically hate somebody that did that to their home. I mean, who wouldn't? Well, I did hate you, Lance, you know, for a few weeks there. Everybody did, you know. We had your picture from the newspaper yeah, with F.U. written on it on the refrigerator and stuff, because we felt violated. Rice says he has no memory of breaking into Rossi's house. Apparently I came through that window right over there. Um, the screen, was the screen broke? or You push the screen up, then... And he doesn't open. remember seeing the piano in her living room. Now he plays it often. Okay, so this is the song that I played for Nina the first time that I came over. It is... The song is called Too Late to Apologize, only he has apologized to Rossi many times. She not only accepts and cooks for him, but drives him to the courthouse, pays for taxis, and offers him paid work. I always say that there's like some type of higher power that made me rob Nina's house. I really believe that. I could have picked any house on the street. Why did my instinct bring me here? But in my situation... They'll be lining up. (laughs) Rossi says she does identify with Rice, given her own history with alcohol-fueled behavior. But that's not her primary motivation. I'm really concerned about the whole heroin epidemic, but I can't do anything about it. But I can help Lance. Since Rice returned to Turner's Falls, he says five of his friends have died from overdoses. He wishes there were more beds for rehab and a detox center closer to home. But his focus now is keeping his own addiction at bay, 
as Nina Rossi watches on with crossed fingers. Well, I think about, my God, what would happen if he started using again? That would be devastating. I'd have to practice some real detachment to get through that. You know, it wouldn't be Nina's fault at all if I went out and and did something, you know? And it would suck that I would probably lose her over something like that. That also probably does help me, you know, stay clean. If all goes well, Rice hopes to enter Greenfield Community College next fall. He plans to bring Rossi's good luck pebble along. For New England Public Radio, I'm Karen Brown.